Welcome back. Thank you once again for hanging out with us. This is the one and only IT in the D show, episode 421. I'm your host, Bob Waltenspiel, along with producer Randy Walker. Guest this week, the director of the Exceptional Academy, David Franco, is in the house. You can find us online, IT in the D.com. And do us a favor, give us a like on the socials and subscribe to us everywhere. Fine podcasts are sold. We're uh, wearing down. Uh, 2021 heading into 2022 uh we're probably not going to have a, a podcast the last week in between christmas and new year's we're going to take a week off me and randy and you can catch us next year in uh, royal oak yield saloon if you want to find out where we're going to be every month go to meetup.com slash it in the d and uh you will get all the things there david how you doing bud good to see you again good good thanks for having me no absolutely it was uh great running into you in uh hamtramck and i thought this would be a good time to uh to get a refresher uh we've uh i think you've been on a couple times in the past but for those that don't know i'm a huge fan of what you guys are doing and i will uh stand on the hilltops and scream your name loudly for uh anyone in the back so um why don't you give a quick overview i guess uh what exceptional academy is and i want to i got a couple questions i want to ask you yeah yeah I, i appreciate that um and I, I, I guess uh, to understand the Exceptional Academy, you have to understand the, the parent organization I work for, which is the Living and Learning Enrichment Center. That's a, a nonprofit in Northville that helps teens and adults with autism and related challenges with development of their social work and independent living skills. And so the academy is part of the vocational program there. And um, I, I guess there's a misnomer that I should clarify. The academy isn't a, an actual place. It's more of like a, a advanced work skills program for adults with disabilities. And um, right now we're focused on um, IT certifications with a, a focus in cybersecurity. Uh, so we're, we're doing the uh, uh, CCNA, Cisco Certified Network Associate Certification. It's a year-long pr- uh, uh, program. It's like a typical school year. Uh, but we we go full time. It's nine a.m. to four p.m. Monday through Friday, and that's how we're able to uh, um, just kind of lengthen the curriculum uh, so we we can adapt it for um, adults with disabilities. Um, we work with people with any kind of disability, but our the most common disability that we work with most of our students are on the autism spectrum. So, so I was just reading think, on your I was reading on your site, David. And- yep. It said 90% of adults with autism are unemployed. Yeah, it that seems crazy. crazy. It doesn't it doesn't seem real. Is that real? That's real. That's real. And you know the the the, the crazy thing is a lot of times what'll happen is um you know they'll they'll either you know get into college or they'll get a job. They don't have they don't have an issue getting in and getting started. It's the completing that that becomes an issue. Um, so a lot of them will start college. Most of them won't finish. Um, many of them will get jobs, but they just can't retain the jobs. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that they're not always divulging that they have a disability. And that will come up at some point. And when it does, it's usually, you know, with really disastrous uh, effects. So I always wondered that that was all, that's the thing, I, you know, when you fill out a job application, Right. And they ask you, you know, you're a veteran. Um, what's your race? And then they ask you, do you have a disability? Mm-hmm. Now, is that for ADA tracking? Do they does it is it monitored? Like, what do they use that data for? Is it is it for this? You know, in terms of, hey, there's so many people working that have a disability or what? You know what? I guess what's the point of that? 
Well, it, it, I, I think it, it's a it's got a much different uh, purpose than it did before. Um, you know, before I, I think it was just to you know maintain statistics, but but now there's there's a bigger focus on working with people with disabilities. It's it's kind of it's almost like the the thing to do, which which is kind of made the uh, you know starting this academy. Uh, the timing is good because people want to work with people with disabilities. I mean, that's like the thing to do now. It's like you've got all these companies out there that that have programs that are focused on people with disabilities or neurodiversity. And so, um, yeah, now now it's one of those things where you know they they're they're looking to see what what is the impact that they're doing. How how effective are they are they being with this population? Um, just because you know diversity, equity, and inclusion has become such a big thing nowadays, and it's a, it's across the whole board. It's not just people with disabilities, but it's all disenfranchised type of populations. No, and that's the the one thing I think a lot of people, I mean myself included, and you know as much as I want to learn and read and have talked to people about it and talked to people with it, um, members of our organization that have it. Um, when you talk about the ninety percent number, like I always. I didn't. I don't want to overassume, but I always assume most people were functional with it, um, and I'm learning more as I go that that's not the case. Um, you know, and I have a, a very good friend who his son is severe. I mean, severe to the point where they, you know, they can't leave him alone. Um, and I don't know other people that you would sit at the bar and talk to and wouldn't even think that they have anything. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, people I think are still understanding what the heck this whole thing is. Well, and that, that's, you know, that's why they call it a spectrum. I mean, you've got, um, you know, some people on one end that are very, very highly functional. Uh, like you said, you, you may not be able to tell. And then you've got people on the other side that, that need, that actually need support. And it's very obvious that they have a disability. Um, it's the ones that, um, that, uh, that you can't really tell. They're the ones that are kind of, they kind of have it worse, I guess, in a way in that, um, you know, there's more expectations from them. You know, people expect them to perform at a certain level. And um, there's, there's times where they, they just can't perform at that level, at least, or, or they can, but with some kind of accommodation. And if they're not a, divulging the fact that they have a disability, well, they're not going to get any kind of accommodation. So, right. so yeah, it's, it, it's that population that, that's really, you know, it, it, it's tough for them. They, they, they don't divulge it. And then, you know, the disability does kind of come up at some point. And like I said, usually when it does it, it, it's to really, really negative effects. Now, what did, um, is there something special in regards to security in a CCNA that people with autism kind of gravitate towards, or is that just something that, um, you've seen them have success in, I guess, what, what's, you know, because typically they're, you know, you can get them into coding or a hundred different other things. Why those two certs or why those two areas? That, that's actually a really good question. And it's interesting because a year, so we started this program in 2019 and about a year prior to that, um, we did the area's first, uh, intro to coding workshop for adults with disabilities. I did that with, uh, as part of, uh, a joint effort with Grand Circus and, um, it just, it, it didn't go very well. Um, coding is, uh, is pretty, it's, it's intense. And, uh, you take the, um, you know, the grand circus 
um, curriculum, for example. I mean, that's a 90-day program full-time. For us to adapt that, it would it would take over one school year. We would probably have to do it over the course of uh, one and a half or two school years. So what happened was we, we came across somebody who worked at Cisco. Um, he was a former executive there. And while he was at Cisco, he actually ran this program. He started this program at Cisco. It was a global effort where he was training people with disabilities um, on Cisco certifications. Uh, highly um, successful program. As a matter of fact, it's still going on even now that he's gone. He's retired now. Um, and so um, it was interesting. After he retired, the city of New York got wind of what he did there. And they at, they approached him and they asked him if he would consult with them and uh, help them get a program started in the city of New York, Mayor de Blasio's office. Wow. And so that's where the first academy of this kind w- uh, started. It was in New York. And then he's from, he's actually from Northville. Um, so obviously he wanted to do something locally. And uh, he met uh, my boss and they got to talking. And uh, one thing led to another. I'm the, the technical guy at uh, my nonprofit. And so uh, my boss was like, oh my gosh, you got to talk to David. And so we got, we had a good, really good conversation and I, I liked what I heard. I talked with the people in New York. And so that's how we started it here. It was already done. I didn't have to, you know, I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, right. All every everything was in place. Every, everything that I, I needed to do, um, everything was in place. We just all we had to do was execute, find the people, you know, find students, find an instructor, and uh, that we got started. So usually with out. these camps, I was the biggest challenge isn't necessarily the class or the content or the uh, retention or the certification, it's the job placement afterwards. Um, I almost feel like in your scenario, this scenario, you almost need, you can't just say, okay, kid, go get them and smack them in the yeah. butt and say, you know, go fill out some shit on LinkedIn, right? Um, you you got to kind of have to call the corporations and get buy-in on that side. Also, um, how successful or have you tried that route? And, and I, I guess talk to me about that. Yeah, so the the idea was that you know when when we started this, this is pre COVID when we started, um, we actually had in the first year we had more than enough internships lined up for all of our our students. Um, we started off with about it was fourteen students that we started with, and we were talking with companies like Lear, DTE. Uh, we're partnered with uh, Comerica Bank and Plant Moran, um, and between all these different companies, we had plenty of internships available. And then COVID hit. And then once COVID hit, all those offers were rescinded. Um, and so a- after that first year, the, the only companies that really- why, why? Let me ask you that. Why? Because- They didn't have IT, internships. I mean, IT went, oh, for internships. No, no, that makes yeah. sense. Because I say IT went through the roof during COVID. Yeah, during um, COVID, they 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 that first year after COVID, they had no internships. Nobody got had it. internships. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, and that and that made you know all, all the students. I mean, you got to realize that every one of these students, they either have never worked before, not a single day, most of them, or if they have worked, they've only worked like part time jobs, you know, making at or near minimum wage. So they don't have any industry experience. So internships are key. So, you know, if we, if we really needed these internships and, and we just, you know, they, they weren't offered at the time. And so it just made things pretty difficult. 
So well, yeah, that, me, that's our biggest struggle now is finding finding jobs. Right, and that's uh, this. I'm going to ask this, and I don't mean it to sound bad, um, but it takes a like the job part. It takes. I don't want to say someone with extra patience, but it does take a special person to deal with a special person. Mm-hmm. Um, are there programs like, let's say, example, you know, you get a network engineer or a CCNA out. Um, are the are the bosses or the people they're going to be working with a kind of equipped to deal with the special needs that they may have, or is this? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, are, it's. You know, there, there's, it's got to be, it's almost got to be welcoming as much as, um, you know, it, it's got to be a struggle on both sides. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And, and so we, you know, we, we partner with uh, uh, area organizations. There's um, the, the state has an office called uh, Michigan Rehabilitation Services and Michigan MRS for short. And MRS is kind of like the Michigan Works of uh um that's you know it's michigan works but specifically for people with disabilities got it so so they work with people with disabilities to help them get jobs that's not what they do on one side of the house on the other side of the house they work with area companies to get them trained um on you know disability awareness disability they they help companies get as disability friendly environments as possible so there's training out there for companies from from uh, organizations like the, like the state, and so we partner with them to um, to get these companies trained. And is it more or less say, you know, who gets trained? Because I'm just thinking right now, like the okay, you have the IT director, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, hey, we're bringing on a new CCNA, and he's reporting to me, and you know, is it training that IT director on just kind of like. You know, because obviously, I don't want to say there's going to be special rules, but I there probably are. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I know sometimes there's there's days. You know, a lot of people like that have um, even anxiety and things like that. They're, they just have days, and I think so- societally we're becoming better um, dealing with people like with depression, anxiety, and dealing with mental days, and just saying, you know, I'm just not feeling it, and no one's questioning it. All right, is our it's probably a good time right now to, to push forward with this more so than we've ever done it before. Am I, am I kind of right in that? Yeah, well, yeah, there's more awareness than ever, more sure. awareness than ever. I mean, there's so many companies now that have uh, the big thing is now, you know, neurodiversity programs. Um, and so people are aware and people want to get involved and help. And so um, there is a big push now to, to, to work with this population. And, um, and so, like I said, we, we, we provide the resources where they can get the training that they need. And then the other thing that we do is um, we, a, a lot of times um, when we get somebody placed into a job, like you said, I mean, you don't want to just throw them in and, you know, let, leave the fund for themselves. Yeah. We have somebody that, that helps with that transition uh, process. Um, so usually they'll have somebody working with them, kind of like a, a liaison that will work with, with them on one end, you know, getting their feedback, but also getting the feedback from the employer. I mean, the, 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 the best way for this to work, the best chance that this has of working is to have this liaison who's able to have these conversations with the employer and, and find out what, you know, what they're feeling and what their concerns are. And then with the employee, because the employee is not always going to voice their, their, um, 
uh, opinions or their their fears just outright. And so they need somebody that they can trust. And so yeah. that's why you, you get this this liaison who can work between the two. Um, that's usually when it's most successful. Well, to be candid, you know, we didn't, when we were growing up, you know, I'm probably got a couple of years on you, David, but um, when we were growing up, you know, we didn't have peanut allergies. We didn't have autism. We didn't have, um, and it's not that we didn't have it. I think we didn't know how we didn't know it was there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, you know, we, we kind of joke, like those were the, you know, those were the, the ADHD kids. We just call them spazzes and, and pushed them while we were going down the hallway. We didn't realize they had an issue. You know, the quiet kid that listened to the cure, maybe he, they, he, she had depression and we just didn't know how to deal with it. We just kind of, again, going, oh, that's the loner kid, leave him alone. Right now, at least it's nice that we're, you know, a acknowledging, but yet addressing like, you know, it got to the point where I raised my kids and I was like, Hey, make sure that the, you know, the, the, the stinky kid that's in the corner, make sure you invite them into your table or make sure that the person that's not included, make sure you just say hi to them or, you know, you don't have to be best friends with them, but just make sure that, you know, invite them to your lunch table. And, you know, those, you know, those things didn't exist when we were kids. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's, I'm just more of a comment than it is a, a, a question, but like, no, it's just nice to see stuff like this, getting the attention that it needs, especially, exactly. especially in the workplace. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're getting there slowly, but surely we're getting there. And, and I, I, I should, I should mention the fact that, you know, while, while the primary focus of the Academy is to provide the, uh, um, the technology training to the students, the, there is the secondary goal. We do have a secondary goal and the secondary goal and just as important is to do what we're talking about, raise awareness and educate area companies as to the benefits of working uh, with people with disabilities and, and how best to do that and helping them do that. So, and the, and the way we do that is we, we try to get them as engaged as possible um, at all levels of the, uh, the training. So we'll, we'll have um, a, a lot of the companies will, will have like guest speaking opportunities. We had like Comerica did, um, you know, like a, a dress for success type of, of class. Um, we're in, everything's virtual now. So another class that we had was on um, virtual etiquette. Um, our students, if, if you were to see them, I mean, you know, they're young and, and, and new. And so if you were to see them in class, I mean, they, they got, you know, they're all messy. They're, they're rarely showered. Their, their beds are, you know, they got beds in the background uh, while they're on camera and th- their beds were all messy. And, so we had this uh, um, somebody come in and do um, a, a virtual etiquette type of class, and you know, just showing them be presentable and clean up your 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 the, the you know what, what's behind the camera. Trust um, me, I had one of those at Cisco, so that's not new to yeah. <laughs> and and they uh, need you can it. probably I mean, see my messy bed behind me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they did, and so that that's how we kind of get the companies engaged. And then, you know, it, it's interesting because, you know, once we get them in, it, it only takes one time. We get them engaged once. And once they start interacting with the students, they, it kind of hits them. You know, a light bulb goes off. And they're like, wow, this is actually pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, they want to do more. So I know you uh, it mentioned to me in passing that you guys have, like, an executive council. And it's kind of uh, some some leaders uh, across some of the bigger companies in Metro Detroit. What is uh, – is, is that just an awareness thing? Are they helping you shape the direction of your program? I guess, you know, and do you need any more people involved? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, all of the above. So yeah, this year as as part of this effort to you know to raise awareness and educate the companies, um, together with uh, um, a couple of people from Plant Moran, Raj Patel and Doug Wyshynski. Raj is the uh, cybersecurity consultant partner, and um, we started this uh, IT advisory board, and it consists of CIOs and CISOs from you know, the biggest companies in Detroit, uh, Stellantis, uh, Rock Ventures, um, Comerica Bank, um, Plant Moran, a um, bunch of different organizations. And, it, and, it, and it's interesting because the first time we met, we, we had seven companies that were involved. And we started talking and, you know, I was telling them about the academy and what we're doing and what this means to people with disabilities they just started on their own. They started inviting other people. They're like, wow, this is great. We need to do, we need more help. We got to get more people involved. We already had automotive represented Ford is on there. Um, and they're like, well, you know, let's get, uh, let's get healthcare. Let's get, you know, this industry, let's get that industry. So we recruited you, um, people from UM health. We've got Kelly services now. Um, so it's, it's, it's been really cool the way this whole thing is developed. Um, just like I said, it's like they 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 start to get involved in 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 this and and helping out, and they just kind of they get excited. They get excited about helping, and so the idea is we need to convert all this into jobs, jobs and um, internships and job opportunities. That's that's the main thing. Um, but yeah, and they're going to help shape this in that we want to introduce other curriculum, and so. We're going to, to, to the next, next curriculum that we choose will be in the direction of where the greatest need is. I mean, we're trying to get jobs, so we're going to go where the jobs are. So we're working with them to identify these pain areas um, so we can decide, you know, where's the next area that we're going we're to go into? What's the next curriculum we're going to teach? And it'll be to meet whatever demand that they have. So what's your capacity you know, let's say, uh, you know, a thousand people sign up after listening to this podcast. <laughs> but that would be nice. No, I'm just saying, what's your, what's your capacity? Do you have enough trainers and facility to take on whoever wants to come on? Well, I, you know, it, we, we've got, uh, you met the, the instructor, uh, the last time we, I, I was on, um, and we, we kind of, it, it's interesting because we were supposed to have two classes this year. We, 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 the first two years, we're in our third year. First two years, we only had one class, 14 students the first year. We had 12 students the second year, and that was by direction of uh, MRS and Washington Community College that I was partnering with at the time. Um, this year, we've got 17 students. Um, so we've got the most ever, and it's growing. It'll, we'll have even more next year. We were supposed to have two classes, though, Um our class that we're that we're at right now is is in Dearborn as part of uh, a relationship that I have with uh, with Ford. Uh, we're in um, one of their office buildings next to the Henry Hotel. Huge classroom. I it, it's it's awesome. It's awesome. Um, but in any case, we were supposed to have a second class as part of a, a partnership that I have with Mitch Album. Mitch Album has a facility on the east side of Detroit. It's at Seven Mile and Van Dyke. It's called the Say Detroit Play Center, and basically what they do there is they he uh, 
he provides after-school STEM tutoring to inner-city youth. And, I mean, it's Mitch Album, So, you know, he got each of the three major sports teams to donate something. So Matthew Stafford donated a, a football field and gave him another million dollars before he left town, by the way. Wow. Yeah. Um, the Pistons donated a basketball court. Tigers donated a, 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 a baseball field. So there's this state-of-the-art facility on the east side and you're in, in the hood. And the idea is if these inner city youth are willing to study STEM for about an hour or two after school, they get free reign of this facility. It's a nice little carrot that he dangles for them. And of course it's Mitch album. So, you know, you're going to see some professional sports uh, celebrities there every now and then. So there, there's a, a good motivation for them to go. And so, since it's this honestly, I had no idea that existed. Like it's pretty none. cool. You would it's think cool. that that would be on the. We all know about like the Detroit Boxing Partnership and like a lot of these facilities. That one is a, that one's totally new to me. Yeah, no, it, it's pretty cool. And, and and like I said, since it's you know it's the state of the art sports facility, he's done work with the Special Olympics Michigan. Uh, so this office is a, a communications hub for the Special Olympics Michigan. So when they heard about this program, you know my program. They were like, oh, my gosh, you know, we have disabilities with Special Olympics. We have STEM with, uh, you know, our after-school tutoring. Like, we got to do something together. So we're, we, we developed this partnership. The, the problem is, and I was supposed to have a class there that started, you know, this fall. The problem was I couldn't find any students on the east side or, or students who were willing to drive to the east side to go to that facility. So that's the struggle right now. I'm, I'm, I'm working with uh, um, some people in Detroit. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to somebody today, um, Reverend uh, Horace Sheffield. Uh, he's like a, like, almost like a celebrity reverend in Detroit. And um, obviously very in tune with the community. Um, and so we're going to be working together to try to identify some potential uh, students to, that, that would be willing to attend that, that particular uh, class. Uh, I also work with the Detroit VA Medical Center. And so um, that could be another good um, source for, um, for students, for me to get students. Because you, we work, uh, we work with any disability. Are you collabing with uh, JVS by any chance? I know we've, uh, we've had him on the show, you know, a few times as, as well. He helps more or less um, people to go work for like Amazon facilities and whatnot. Like he had um, a guy that was an electrician that was on the on the line, lost both of his arms, elbow down to, from electrical, and basically got him hooked up with prosthetics and got him a job as a picker and you know trained him to for an Amazon job. But they 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 get their funding through recycled electronics and then they use that to retrain uh, people for like you know those those types of jobs. Actually, um, it, it you when you when you mentioned JVS, because I, 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 I just remember that they have that uh, that recycling program. I yep. complete I completely forgot about that. But um, actually, no, I, I need to I need to connect with them because um, you know I'm sure that there's they probably have some people who are working in that recycling program. Uh, obviously, they're working on dismantling computers. Um, you know, they've they've got some tech skills and. Maybe I can get some students out of that. Um, yeah, I know the, uh, the CEO, great, great guy. You guys should definitely collab because it's uh, yeah, yeah. There's there's not not much crossover, and you're you're exactly right. Yeah, there's some people with some uh, early tech skills, and obviously, you know, 
CCNA is an, a very advanced uh, certificate. So um, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll send you his contact info when we uh, when we're done with this. I appreciate awesome. that. What um, I guess what's uh you know other than more students, you know more job placements. What uh, what what are some long term goals you got going on? Well, like I said, it, um, you know, introducing uh, new curriculum. It, I I I just so happen to 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 come across. I, I meet people all the time. You know, it, you you run a big networking event, and so. I do a lot of networking. That's one of the networking things that I do. Um, but um, I met this guy who um, he's actually a fellow in the quality assurance, quality control industry. All right. Now, when I say a fellow, I mean, he's got like, you know, he's 30, 35 years of experience uh, working in quality assurance and quality control. Um, he's actually, he worked one time with somebody with, with a disability. He was a person on the spectrum and he loved it. And so we got to talking and he's like, listen, I, I want to develop curriculum to help more people with disabilities. So he recruited a team of other fellows. Now these, there's a, he's got a team of about five fellows, each represent, representing each of the three, uh, big three automakers. I mean, this is the kind of experience that we've got working on this project. So they're going to be working on developing curriculum for quality assurance and quality control uh, that we may introduce uh, hopefully next fall. But that'll, that'll be interesting. It'll be, um, they're, they're going to design it to be like a, like a kind of like a certification thing. There'll be steps. Um, you know, if you learn so much, you'll get this certification. You learn, learn so much more, you get this next level certification. So, so pardon the uh, the dumb question, but what, I guess, is the difference between curriculum for someone on the spectrum versus um, someone that's not? You know, maybe because I'm, you know, novice to this and I don't really know. Um, but what, where, I guess, is there a difference or what would the differences be? The The main difference would be, kind of like the, the duration and, and what we're, um, what we're capable of doing. I mean, you don't want, obviously you don't want to introduce too advanced concepts too early on. So, you know, you gotta, you gotta kind of gradually phase them into it. Uh, so that's really the main thing is just kind of drawing it out and choosing which, especially with like quality assurance and quality control, because there's so much to do, um, just kind of drawing it out and deciding which which components of that you want to you want to introduce got it it's pretty complex because there's so much information it's, it's no i know you mentioned earlier that it, you know it's kind of the the course is longer versus the three-month boot camp so that makes total sense i was just trying to get a grasp of uh is there anything else that needs to be you know uh how, how the how it needs to be taught or you know well, with, with like the ccna for example um the, the big thing is duration. So, you know, if, if you take a CCNA course at, you know, Washington Community College, for example, um, they meet about, you know, four to six hours per week. We, we meet 30 hours per week. Okay. And, you know, the, the way it's structured, too, is, you know, we've got the first half of the day, 9 to 12, is, is uh, lecture. And we don't lecture for the full time either. We got to you can't you can't talk longer than 30 45 minutes otherwise you'll lose the, the students so we, we mix it we mix up the uh, the format it's lecturing it's video it's uh, 
introducing, you know, discussions on the topic, labs. Uh, so that's what we do in the first half of the day. And then the afternoon is pretty much guided self-study. So they're, they're doing their own studying and doing labs on their own with, you know, with a, a, an instructor and a TA available if they need them. But at the same time, that's when we're able to do one-on-one work and small group sessions. And that's really where it comes in because they all learn differently. And so the idea is that the instructor and the TA have to find out the best way to teach each individual the content. And then once they do that, they work with them one-on-one and in small groups uh, every, every day. Um, and that's really when they're driving it home. Anything I missed? I'm just curious because I'm like, again, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm trying to like, you know, uncover all the little rocks. I know you guys are, you know, what you guys, like I said, I'm a huge fan of what y'all are doing. Um, well, no, it's the only other thing is, you know, I, I just, I, I think it's kind of interesting just from, uh, you know, going to one of the, uh, the networking events, um, an idea that came up was, I mean, we, we might be starting like a, a company and this would be a long term down the road type of thing. But um, an idea was thrown out where, because I have companies, obviously, you know, especially with this advisory board, I've got companies that are willing to provide me with used equipment, right? And so somebody had mentioned at, at, at one of the networking events, they said, uh, take the equipment as much as you can get and have, have the students um, evaluate the equipment. You want to you know, refurbish whatever is, is usable. And then junk, whatever isn't usable, you can recycle that. And then whatever's usable, at some point, you're going to build up enough equipment where you can develop your own network. And we can sell like web hosting, you know, very, really cheap web hosting that, that our students will kind of manage. Sure. So that's it, just an idea. That's, that's a, one of the ideas down the road. But, you know, I, I can't do stuff like this on my own. And so that's why, you know, I, I try to partner with people and um, just get whatever kind of help wherever I can get help. Uh, one of the, and, and actually one other thing I did want to mention is that um, for anybody that's interested, we do have a, a mentoring program. And so what we try to do is we, we match each student up with a professional in IT, preferably, you know, networking or cybersecurity background. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's, it's not very intensive. We, you know, all we ask for is like an hour per month. And, uh, you know, just to, to talk with the students and, you know, talk with them about getting through the class, you know, what it's going to be like to get a job afterward and, um, you know, just stuff like that. It's just providing the guidance for a, a, a young and excited mind. Um, sure. So, yeah, I mean, we're... We, we definitely need we definitely need some mentors this year for for this group really sharp group deep talent this year it's it's exciting it's an exciting year all right well I'd love to uh, grab lunch or beers with you and brainstorm because I, I got a few ideas that I'd lo- love to share with you yeah to, yeah to, uh, you know to get you know yeah just to uh yeah and see what sticks and go from there but you know I'll uh, we'll post the the website on the uh, on the show notes um where to find you online where uh what's the address again yeah we're on well my, my website is on it's actually on facebook it's exceptional academy northville uh, all one word 
Um, I know if you look up Exceptional Academy, I believe there's another uh, listing or for, I think, other side of the country. Yeah, there's there's something. It, it has nothing to do with like IT. I, I don't even know what it's about. But yeah, this is Exceptional Academy Northville. Um, and yeah, that's that's pretty much our site. I, I, I post a lot on there. I mean, if, if anybody were to go there, they can kind of see the complete history of everything that we've been doing. Um, I, I'm, I'm posting stuff all the time on there. So, All right, great. Dave Franco, appreciate it. Uh, and then we can find you on LinkedIn as well. I'll post the, uh, the address for you. You don't, uh, you don't hit ignore, right? You hit accept when people uh, reach out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's right. I hit ignore. No. I, uh, I, LinkedIn's another one of those crazy ones where it's just, it's now especially, I'm getting five to seven a day. Um, just complete cut and paste spams. I, um, it, it's crazy. I know LinkedIn is nuts now. Randy, it's, I don't know if I told you about this. I had an SDR sales development rep, you know, send me a, like a meme, like a hand solo meme, and then followed up like two days later to the minute with like another meme. And uh, <laughs> the CEO of the company connects with me, and I'm like, I didn't, it looked, the company looked familiar, but I didn't know, and I hit accept anyway. He sends me the exact same back to back, exact timing, exact same meme, exact same meme, two different ones. Automated then? Yeah. So I took a screenshot. I go, You're sending, you're on the same program as you're on the same drip campaign as your SDR. I'm like, Come on, man. (laughs) You know, you expect people to answer you, you know, but I I, I appreciate the personalized meme, but you know, yeah. (laughs) That's hilarious. Are you going to go see Spider Man this weekend, David? What's, uh, What's on tap for the holidays? I actually, I'm originally from Chicago, so um, on Christmas Eve, I spend with uh, uh, my my uh, my ex's family, and then uh, kids do the you know the the Christmas morning thing right here in in, in Detroit, and then uh, we hit the road. We drive down to Chicago. It's all it's nice too because there's nobody on the road on Christmas morning. It's sure. awesome. I love yeah. it. There's a now that there's a Portillo's on Hall Road. There's no reason to go to Chicago anymore. <laughs> Which I I have to get out there. I haven't I haven't been there yet. I, I, the port- I think it's, oh the Portillos on Hall Road. It's crazy. I can't believe Portillos is here. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. dunked hot peppers, or, or that's the only way to eat it. Otherwise, don't talk to me. <laughs> Jardinier. That's right. Because yeah, yeah. it's funny. Most people don't know what Jardinier is here. Oh, it's, it's I can't eat a I can't eat a good sandwich without it these days. Like we, I go through it like crazy at the house. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. delicious. Yeah, so, you put that on I, everything exactly like frank's red hot uh, but david though seriously huge fan of what you're doing appreciate the the time and the involvement from everyone that's involved with uh with, with helping everybody and i hope to uh uh do a little bit of my part to to at least uh you know get some more eyeballs on what, what you're doing i appreciate um, it thank you so much bob you too no, randy yep and then uh so hey we're gonna wrap things up episode 421 of the it and the d show on behalf of bob and randy do us all a favor drink up your drinks get your phone numbers you don't gotta go home you just gotta get the hell out of here see you next week drive careful beat it